Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. This is Mare and I have Brian on the uh, other line. We are listening to Anael's Be Still Thy Soul. And uh, we, Brian and I like to start the program with an affirmation for those who haven't heard, listened to us before. And those who do, you'll be familiar with these, I hope. In a valley, on a mountain, I beheld only God. In hardship, I saw him by my side. In ease and well-being, I beheld only God. Like a candle, I melted in his flame. Amidst the sparks of the flame, I beheld only God. Rabia the Mystic, a beautiful Islamic quote. Good morning, Brian. Thank you for being here, and thank you all for listening. Brian? Good morning, Maya. Good morning, listeners. Thank you all for being here. We are here only to be truly helpful. We are here to represent Him who sent us. We do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because He who sent us will direct us. We are content to be wherever He wishes knowing He is there with us. We will be healed as we let Him teach us to heal. And that is a wonderful quote from A Course in Miracles. And that is so truly to how life works. Yes. Yes. And that really, that quote is so compelling for today's program. Because today's program is talking about how each of us is God's agent of peace. We're each God's agent of peace. And that the world is waiting for us. Each one of us to step out. And that's kind of an interesting topic, but what Brian is saying is so true. And with that said, keeping in mind that you are here as an agent of God's love. Now, Brian, would you mind one more time giving uh, us your passage? Sure. Once again, this comes from A Course in Miracles. We are here only to be truly helpful. We are here to represent Him who sent us. We do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because He who sent us will direct us. We are content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with us. We will be healed as we let him teach us to heal. We should all just breathe three deep breaths, just just breathing in the importance of those words. that each and every one of us is not just enough. So that wouldn't be enough, but that's an important realization for our human spirit, for our humanity, our humanity, excuse me. But also that we are each a spiritual agent of change. 
wow, I, I can't speak for anyone else, but that just makes my entire body light up literally with energy at the realization that I am here by God's plan and my agreement. to do what I can do to remind people of the importance of love. And I think the reason that's created or considered such a utopian idea is because we forget that somehow people think, well, you're talking about everybody loving everybody every minute. Not necessarily. You know, it... it, You cannot know what love is unless you feel the desire to not act in love. You can't be an agent of change unless you believe change is necessary. In an autobiography of a a yogi, Yogananda, indicated that that was really the ultimate question, what would happen if we all became love, then we would all be back with God. The, 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 the dynamic tensions of learning to recognize love, of agreeing to come and be less than love so someone can love you, would be gone. And um, I dare to suggest we might well start this process over again. In the Kabbalah, the idea being that each of us are part of God and that we broke up and to make the reunion with God dynamic, we agreed to forget who we are, that we are part of God. And so life is a journey to remembering that you are part of God, that you are part of God's mission. To me, a gigantic and huge topic today and... um, I I want to give credit, though. I mentioned to Brian before we began here that the little blurb I have here about talking about how one person, you, choosing peace, can add to the, I am putting the word dynamic energy, but it's the same thing, um, can add to the dynamic energy that ignites the collective hopes, energies, and dreams of all. That, that gives such great dimension to the Neil Donald Walsh quote about seeing more in another than they see in you. I mean, then, then you see more in another, basically, than they are showing you. I misquoted. Seeing more in another than they are showing you. And, well, and recognize. Go ahead. Just to say it another way, seeing yes. more in someone than they see in themselves. Yes, that's even better. Yes, seeing more in another and also letting go of the belief. And we're going to have a lot of talking about this today, we hope, and you can call in, but letting go of the belief that if if you aren't a Wayne Dyer or a Neil Donald Walsh or uh, someone else who is walks out and speaks to thousands of people at one time, that there's no point in delivering your message. Because one kind act can change the world. And so if if you live your message, if you talk your message, and even if you would love to to be able to share with people the value of your message... You don't have to speak to thousands of people to have an effect on millions of people. And to me, that is an important recognition and realization. Now, stepping back from the topic today for a few minutes, Brian, tell us about what's been going on in your life. Now, let me, before he starts, tell you so it doesn't come at the tail end of the show where a lot of times we get stuff on the tape that necessarily is only going to be heard by people who listen in the archive. Brian has another uh, radio show called uh, Radiate Love, 
That show is at 7 o'clock every morning where he needs people in uh, a meditation practice. I think he's using much of the music that I was able to glean several, uh, I guess, a couple years ago before uh, it started getting harder and harder uh, for free music to be available. This all is free music, by the way, Brian. I want to assure you of that. Uh, properly and lawfully downloaded. Uh, and um, so every morning there's a chance to just unite your energy with Brian's and the other people who are listening and move your day in love. Uh, in addition, every other Tuesday, is it, I believe, at 2 o'clock, uh, Brian has a program that he does with, with another um, co-host, and her name is Brian again. Barbara Reynolds. Barbara Reynolds, and they once again talk about spiritual topics. And Brian, tell us the name of the show. I, I'm sorry, I should be writing this down, but on Sunday mornings I'm not always near a pen. And even if I oh. were, then I would have to find this on my work papers where I wrote it down. That's okay. The name of the show is In the Divine Flow. In the Divine Flow. That's what we're talking about today, too, in the divine flow. And in addition, for those of you who live down in the um, the area down by San, San Bernardino, and I know there's a name for that area, but uh, in Fontana, Brian is on Sunday mornings leading a course in the Course in Miracles right now. They're in probably like the second or third Sunday, so it, it's an ideal time to slip in. You can bring yourself up to speed very quickly. Um, that should tell you that that's where Brian lives, down in uh, Southern California. I live in Northern California, actually, uh, only about an hour and a half from maybe a little bit longer, maybe two and a half hours from the Oregon border. And um, I am doing this program. I, we are not going to have this program after this um this week, for two weeks, I'm going to be in Europe, and I'm smiling when I'm saying that because I often talk to you about manifestation, and I wanted to do this with my children, and now I, it's possible for me to do this with my children. And what's important is it's possible for me to do this with my children, and I'm not going in debt to do it. And I'm not here to give debt counseling, but I, I want the moment of that to be to echo is I wrote down in my journal I want to do something uh, with my children. And both of my daughters are going to come. Their families are graciously sharing. And we are actually going on a Mediterranean cruise. One stop is in Carthage, which is phenomenal for all of us. And Barcelona, we can go to Avignon uh, outside Marseille. So there's a lot, a lot of spirituality associated with this trip. And I'm real excited with that, but it's a manifestation, something that you can all do. So for two weeks, we won't have that. This show's been on the air for uh, two years. When I come back, we'll be having our second year anniversary. And um, I have variously done meditations every day and finally settled in on Fridays. And when I come back, uh, rather than using as the base for the meditation um, the book that... Um, I basically scribed for God called Uniquely Created, Divinely Inspired You. Not trying to sell it. If you want it, send me an email. I'll send you one for free. Uh, you can get this e-copy. Uh, it's very expensive, and I've bought them myself uh, to sell them on, on eBay, not eBay, Amazon. And I'll be frank with you, they're far too expensive. I would just as soon give everyone one for free. So I, I don't mind having uh, the extra copies myself. Um, and the new title, though, will be Breathe Love. Just on Friday mornings, we're going to breathe love for a while. So, um, Brian, with all of that was really a lead-in to you telling me what's going on in your week, and I guess now's that time. Well, for me in my week, I mean, obviously I'm quite busy with my radio shows and everything, but what you mentioned there, before we went into that, was the fact of recognizing in everyone more than they are showing and allowing ourselves to express that out in the world and be part of 
a new way of looking and a new way of experiencing. And for me, that is what I focus on on a daily basis as I go throughout my day is to look at people in a new way than what they're really showing me. And I can tell you that I seem to always have... Mm, I don't want to make it sound like... Um, like, uh, you know, the Brady Bunch, if you will. That's all fine and dandy. But I, I, for the most part, have wonderful communications and wonderful experiences with the people in my life as we choose to look at them in a new way. And I realize that the biggest reason why this is is because all too often we are holding ideas and concepts of what people are based on who they have been. You know, in America, for sure, and really in the world at large, we have this idea that when someone has done something wrong or committed a crime, that they are now sentenced to that and they have to serve their sentence. And then even after they serve their sentence, if you will, we still don't forgive them for their behaviors and let them move on beyond them. And we have these institu excuse me, these institutions that we call correctional institutions. But yet no correction is imposed, if you will, or even looked after. It's more you commit this crime, you're gonna do your time, and then when you're out you can go about trying to live a normal life. And there's no time spent towards helping that one experiencing themselves in, in another way. Now, I don't mean no time. There are obviously programs that are coming in now that do counseling and whatnot to bring, to bring about change in the experience that these people have. But all too often in our own lives, we do something and then we try to hold that over the person's head like they can never live that down. And therefore, we're not allowing change to be affected in their lives because we don't set them free of this little prison that we put them in in our own mind. And so when we carry images and ideas of the past, of what we've been and other people have been, then we, you could say, without thinking, react or act in certain ways around them that condone or perpetuate that particular behavior to continue and not allowing for new behaviors and new actions to arise. And so when we choose to look at other people as more than what they see of themselves, then we take on a different attitude and there's a different vibration that be becomes released in us and in them. And that helps to further change in a positive way in their lives and in our own lives. And so that's been my mm, focus of the week. I think that's a great focus. It all boils down to, once again, judgment, you know, uh, not uh, recognizing, you know, a guy, and it, so many times when I hear these stories, I, it, it reminds me, and I've told it, uh, I probably have told it ad nauseum, but I have to remind me of the story of the littlest angel again. And, and just his desire to want to forgive, but the, the fact there was nothing to forgive in heaven. And so in order to forgive, he had to come to earth, and then he had to have someone willing to allow him to forgive them. And inherent in that exchange is doing something that another person is going to disapprove of, that 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 you and that person may believe causes harm or other people may believe cause harm. And um, so, you know, it's, it's just such an interesting idea that we don't recognize that the moment we are living in is, is a fresh, clear, beautiful opportunity. Just beautiful opportunity to say, okay, even if all you say is true, even if I was that person 
that you described, that I fear I was, that churns me up inside and makes me feel less than. I've decided here, right now, today, I am not that person anymore. So even if my past behavior was ju- was worthy of judgment, I'm now not that person anymore. And allowing that kind of refreshing, you know, resurrection to occur. Of the, the you that you choose to be now. And that's why when you, you look out at the sea of, of speakers who are talking about love, about God, because to me that's what I try to call God in my mind is love. I try to call people love. Because there's such a gentleness in that. I try to say peace be with you when I leave people. Because once again there's a gentleness. And I only have control over me, not them. But when you allow yourself to open up to the idea that you're writing the script of your life and you can start rewriting it right now and so can they if they want. And you return your focus to yourself. Love others as you love yourself. So forgive yourself your past choices, your bankruptcies, your bad checks, your... um, your wandering eye, if that's the case, your your multiple relationships or your insincere commitment to in the relationship you're in. Forget all of that stuff. Let it go and realize that it was part of what was necessary for you to be who you are right now. And right now in this moment, even if the worst images you have in your mind of yourself are true, they're in the past. And right now, you can help ignite the collective hopes, energies, and dreams that peace is possible, not only with warriors, but in our own selves. All we are saying is give peace a chance, but you have to start with you. And that process is difficult for people, starting with themselves. They want to start with judging others because that makes them feel greater than or more than because, after all, I didn't have a bankruptcy or I didn't have a divorce or I didn't have multiple relationships or I didn't have a baby out of wedlock. We don't even have to worry about just going to prison. All of these judgments in society. And yet, how would you want to be treated if you did have those things? you would want to have a fresh start. A fresh start. So, Brian, I thought maybe today we might, um, we're kind of using um, every, we, I'm, I just, oh oh my gosh, hold on, excuse me, just a moment. I lost the switchboard. I don't know where it went. (laughs) There it is. Um, I think that, Right now, we want to again invite people to call in 646-595-3584. But my friends, um, I would like to invite you all. I'm going to play just a short piece of music. I want to give us some absolute silence, except for the music. No one talking. We'll do meditation, find yourself. It's only two minutes and 32 seconds. It's going to seem very, very long when you don't have the distraction of something else. And I'm going to ask you, resist the urge to chat. Resist the urge to let your mind think about what you would add to the conversation for just a moment. And then call in at 646-595-3584 and tell us what you would add. Or go ahead and chat. But for two minutes and 32 seconds, I'd like you just to look around you and see the beauty of where you are. By way of example, I'm sitting in my lower level of my house looking out at a beautiful, beautiful oleander tree and the sprinklers are running and the light is shimmering in that tree in such a way that I know 
I am affirmed that God is here with me now. So for two minutes and 32 seconds, let's connect with the now. Is that okay with you, Brian? Does that feel comfortable to you? Of course. I'm all about the now. All right. I know you are. I know. But I I wanted to be sure that you had a chance to speak before I did that if you wanted. Okay, let's go. Meditation, find yourself two minutes and 32 seconds of just not doing anything but being in the now. in the now totally in the now I hope that everything that was on your mind that was troubling you is in the past and now you believe that there are solutions that you recognize those solutions come within you and you begin the peace process within you Brian, uh, would you like, I'd like to have you talk a little bit and then probably it might be a good idea to use this energy to go into a a, um, centering exercise. But if you had something to add before I did that. Actually, why don't we just go ahead and go into a centering exercise now. All right, we're going to use Daniel. And I'll share uh, some ideas. All right, thank you. We'll use uh, Daniel Kobayaka's pathless journey today for our exercise and um, let me get it set up here and we'll begin thank you go ahead Brian thank you Mara so let us center ourselves now in a place of absolute peace bringing ourselves fully into the now moment, which is really the only moment that there is. And in the now, there is nothing but perfection. If I were to ask you, right now, in this moment, what is missing and then you began to proceed to give me a list of things 
that are missing. Or things that you do not have. I would tell you that all these ideas and concepts are of the past. And that right now, in this moment, everything is perfect. And you truly do have everything that you need. You have your breath. And as we accept it, you have peace. And every time we bring ourselves or allow ourselves into the now, all of our concerns vanish. all of our concerns that we held or of the past or the future. So let us now bring our attention and focus to our breath. Breathing deeply into the nose and out of the nose. Allowing ourselves to become more relaxed and more at peace with each breath. Feeling the energy of peace all around us and inside of us now. Realizing that as we see this space and connect with this space inside of ourselves, it affords us the opportunity to see people in a new light and to see ourselves as well in a new light. And whenever you look upon anything with fresh new eyes, you experience of that very thing is changed. So as we continue to give our attention to the space deep within inside of ourselves, that affects real change in our lives. We can know that change is inevitable. And the change that I am referring to is change for the better. And it is something that we must choose for ourselves. And the benefits of this choice is always immense and well worth it. And another beautiful aspect to this change and to making this choice is that it is easy. 
How long did it really take us to get into this space now? All we had to do was simply relinquish all of our fears, all of our concerns, and all of our worries. And what was lying underneath all of that was peace and harmony and joy. And we can choose this experience anytime. We are not limited in this choice. In fact, this is the only choice that we can make that will set us free from all of our pain and suffering and concern of any kind. Let me share with you now an idea. And then I invite you to sit with this idea for a moment. Just letting it soak in to really grasp and understand the words that I share with you. Do you know how it is that you can be upset about anything that you might be experiencing in life? The only way that you can experience being upset is when you hold an expectation of how you think the world should be. And when it does not match up to that, you are upset. And if we release all of our thoughts and desires as to how the world should be, then peace is our natural experience. And then only in the space of peace can we affect change in our lives that bring about the resolution of our desires. And when we remain in conflict instead, because we are upset, then the solution can never arise. So let us now spend the next few moments in this space where resolution can be experienced. Breathing full deep breath and relaxing into our breath now. And just soaking in the realization and the energies of the words I would just express.
Do you feel this energy? Feel yourself as if you were soaking in a nice, warm bubble bath or a spa. Soaking in the warmth, relaxing into it, and being at peace in this very moment. And now let us bring our attention back to the breath. Taking three deep breaths into the nose and out of the mouth. And on the third exhalation, slowly begin to open your eyes. And see all around you, your surroundings, in a new light, the light of peace. Thank you, Brian. That was beautiful. That was really beautiful. And maybe while you're in this place where you're looking at the world with new eyes, the world, you know, is what's right in front of you right now. And, and part of the process is, is realizing that whatever is, is. All you can do is change your attitude about it. So when you're dealing with you're, if you have economic hardships or love life hardships or children hardships or, or anything that's disturbing your peace, part of that comes from your attitude about what's happening around you. And so when Brian invites you to let that go, it's, it's a building process, my friend. You, you may be able to let it go for just the few minutes that he's, he's sharing with you and guiding you. And then maybe it comes pounding back. But now what you have created is a cellular memory of what it feels like to have changed your attitude for even a minute. And you can then take that memory and build on until as you move forward, when you feel it, you, you will come to a place where the attitude that creates the chaos, the uneasy feeling in yourself, the disease is the exception, not the rule. Because you practice letting it go and refocusing on the beauty of the moment. Because you're not going to change anything in a moment yourself. And as you start embracing and accepting things as you are, you're going to notice that those things start changing. What seemed like a friendship that was on the wane becomes a stronger friendship. People start saying more positive things to you, whereas in the past you thought they didn't like you. Your economic circumstance starts turning around. All of this is a manifestation of your attitude. And then suddenly, bam, oh, maybe I was right. Maybe so-and-so didn't like me. Or, wow, look at this. I lost some money here. It's you. 
but just change your attitude. Thank you, God. Thank you, love, for everything just the way it is. Help me to be my best self in this moment. And as you do that, you will come to find that the moments that disrupt your peace are less and less, fewer and fewer. And you will recall where you left your peace. Because now you have cellularly imprinted what peace feels like. You'll be able to take three deep breaths and pull it back. And sitting in this place with this new attitude right now, I'd like each of you to think about what loving things you are going to do today. Don't make it a whole personality change all at once because it doesn't happen and then you'll feel like a failure because that's the human side of the formula. Instead, pick some small things that you can do to begin an active change of adding to the energy of peace in the world. Maybe you could watch a little less TV and interact with a family member. I don't know a mom alive or a girlfriend alive. I don't know very many women anyway. Now, maybe men. I'm not a man. Who don't like to just have a little meal out. And the cheapest meal to take somebody to is probably like going and having a donut. But you know what? It doesn't matter what the cost of the event was. What matters is that you ask that you gave some of yourself. So you can't afford a donut? Fine, grab a couple pieces of bread, throw some peanut butter on them, cut it in half, and share a sandwich in a moment with someone you care about. Begin modeling love, taking this new peaceful attitude that Brian has helped you come to, and expanding it inviting it to move out into your life. Turn off the TV. You don't feel like going outside. Turn on a piece of music that you'd like to share with someone. And then tell them why. I had such a hard time so many years ago when my stepson was a really young, young boy. And he had all of this devilish posters on his wall and stuff. But when he told me what the music meant to him, it suddenly, it didn't matter what the image was because it wasn't meaning anything negative or or dark to him. And so maybe what you do today is you just listen with fresh ears. Hear words spoken with a softer heart. Look at the things in front of you with gentler eyes. And and sometimes maybe ask yourself, will this really matter when I die? And I don't mean matter in the sense of it mattering to God, because it won't. But most people won't even remember the things that we harp on ourselves about. They don't even remember them in a week and generally haven't even interpreted them as harshly as we've interpreted them against ourselves. So forgive yourselves. It's, I'm a little bit sensitive about the concept lately of forgiving others because inherent in forgiving others means that I've made a judgment that they deserve forgiveness. But I can say absolutely in terms of myself, I know that I've made judgments about myself. And I, I need to be an active forgiver of myself and a more accepting person of others. They don't need my forgiveness for not being enough. I need to forgive myself for judging myself so harshly that I have to even evaluate whether they're enough. That I have to even think that I'm superior to them in some aspect. 
That's a forgiveness I have to work in myself. So love yourself today, too. Take this attitude change and go forward as a loving being, realizing that you have the energy in one act to literally change and affect millions of people. Again, Brian, thank you so much. You are quite welcome, and thank you for your wonderful point. That's so true. I love that story that you just mentioned about the symbol of the pictures that he had on his wall that represented the music they had listened to. You see, symbols can be misunderstood and tweaked and twisted in whatever symbol we give it. And that's such a wonderful story that you just shared to the realization that if we drop our judgment, our preconceived notions, and inquired to someone how it is that they experience this and think of this. And then when we do that, we see the world through their eyes. And only then could you say that we are capable of judging properly because we are judging along with them instead of judging them based on what we choose. And then only when we do that can we actually receive a fresh new vision because if we leave no space and we hold all of our judgments and say that our judgments are the final word in everything and we don't let anyone else's views or concepts or ideas enter into our picture of the world, then we're going to stay locked and transfixed inside our own little world. And whenever we are holding ourselves in our own little world, we are, it's always a world that's limited because this world is more than one person. It's 6.5 billion strong and growing. And so we must take on this attitude of including rather than excluding and keeping ourselves private or somehow better off and somehow feeling that we know best and open ourselves up to a bigger view and experiencing more with everyone else in the world as well. I love that point. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I I, uh, I was really pleased. Um, I, I guess I believe that, I believe now, I'm not going to say when I was young, I recognized it. But generally, I think that that people are um, creatures of love, and they will take on the trappings of those who are showing them love. And and so when they feel embraced and loved and cared for, then they become like those that they are feeling loved by. And and you know you see it as a parent as your children marry. And they they go off to be with uh, another person and that other person's family. That you can no longer expect that child to just be an exemplification of what you felt was important in life. They're now going to take on other characteristics. And as you, you look at this evolution of that person, you can grow right along. You You can can grow and develop and and you see the similarities in the families between things that are believed and not believed but you also see the differences you know and and so you and and those differences aren't bad they just are and i think that's the thing there's so much in life are my friends that just is and it it doesn't require condemnation and so what if people think um, that you should, you're being somehow disloyal if, or you're not being moral or you're not being ethical if you don't judge this other person? Believe me, that person is probably judging themselves enough against all the artificial standards they've created. I actually watched, I, I didn't watch it, but I heard a Law & Order show the other night, 
and um, it, it interested me. I actually stopped what I was doing to watch the final little bit of wor- a few words because this one of the attorneys was saying to the jury, it's not disloyal to question the practices of war. And and that just echoed in my head how true that is. You know, it's not wrong to question unloving behavior. But what's important is that you lead with loving behavior. Um, I There are many, many things that I, we are not asking you to be soft in uh, things that, that hurt other people. In, in um, places where children and women are, are put down and not treated fairly, in places where homeless people are arrested, in places where, um, you know, people are abused physically, emotionally, we're not saying that those are things that you should be silent about and say, oh, well, oh, well, that's okay, because I don't have any control over it. Well, your voice of love does have control over it. And your voice can join with other voices to say, we need to change this. We need to do something. But that doesn't mean that we can't reevaluate how we go about trying to change things. And 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 we and evaluating are we really moving people to change in love, or are we trying to get people to be the way we want them to be in something that has a pretty broad spectrum of okays? So, for instance, by way of example, if you have. I don't have, I don't, if people believe that they should have multiple spouses, that's okay with me. That I, don't, I don't have a judgment about that where I can say monogamy, one man, one woman is all that there should be. But I do have a judgment if a woman has many husbands and allows some of those husbands to be physically abused. Or a man has many wives and physically abuses some of his wives and treats them as though they are not living, breathing creatures worthy of anything other than sex. I have a judgment about that because I don't think that's loving. And I would speak out on that. I would say, you know, I don't care how many wives you have, but if you can't love all your wives in a loving manner, non-abusive, not hitting, not cutting, not hurting, not killing, then I do have feelings about this. That's okay. So we're not asking you to be doormats with no feelings about things that are not loving. We're just asking you not to superimpose your values on other people. What do you think, Brian? Well, thank Thank you. We've got one. I'm sorry. I said, well, that indeed. We've got one minute uh, left here. I want to say to you all that I send you peace. My thoughts will be with you over the next two weeks. I look forward uh, to feeling your energies when we come back. Thank you for joining us today. Namaste and peace be with you. Brian? Thank you, Maya. Thank you, listeners. And Maya, you enjoy your next two weeks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Peace be with all of you. Namaste. Many blessings to you all. See you in three weeks. Namaste. This is Anna Hadis Heaven. Please remember, you are uniquely created, divinely inspired, and you are perfect right now, just the way you are for all you've lived. Now live in love today.
Namaste, Brian. Thank you so much. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.